0: Welcome to The Silent
1: Lotus. I'm Siddithi. And I'm Suhita.
0: We are two South Asian women who are very young and figuring out how to navigate the world.
1: Join us on our journeys of tackling our health, self-care, and mustache hairs. A gentle reminder that we are not experts, just two young women hosting a podcast. We encourage you to seek out support from a trained health professional as needed.
0: Welcome back to The Silent Lotus. Suhita,
1: what's been the highlight of your week so far? Hello. Well, I feel like it's been a weirdly eventful few weeks. Yes. So I guess like for some context, we should have, we, plan- we normally planned on putting out an episode last week. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen because I was quarantined in my basement, which yes. doesn't have very good cell signal or Wi-Fi. So that's the reason for the delay. I'm out of quarantine now. I'm back in my room at home. So I think that's definitely the highlight yeah. because I was quarantined in my basement for two weeks. So I think highlight would be being back in my own bed, being able to hang out with my family and not yes. be terrified that I'm going to give them COVID. Um, I made pies for the first time yeah. ever, which you know, for Thanksgiving. So that was exciting. Mm. And then... Yeah, next week is just a lot of finals, but it's my dad's birthday on Monday, so I'm making a new cake recipe Fun. tomorrow. Not tomorrow. Well, like, over the weekend. Mm. So I think that'll be the highlight of my week once I make that, because I'm excited about it.
0: That sounds yeah. very nice. Exciting. What about you? Um, 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 um Well, like, yes. Life update. Suth and I are both back at home. So uh, for me, I think the highlight of this week... Okay. Thanksgiving was its own highlight. So I should allude to that. I like cooked, my family and I did a super non-traditional Thanksgiving. We were like, I mean, I like Thanksgiving foods, but my parents being like not american we, yeah, they just like are not familiar or like didn't grow up or really experience Mm -hmm. these like Thanksgiving foods for most of their childhood or adult life ever really. So cornbread and green bean casserole is like they will enjoy it if we are invited to someone's house, but it's not, like, the favorite thing ever. So I decided this year, since we just did Thanksgiving, the four of us, to, like, cook a whole feast and just make stuff that we all like and enjoy. And it literally took, like, I think, like, God, probably, like, 10 hours of cooking total. It was, like, so many different things. um, But that was fantastic. I made a mango cardamom pie So good. And then the highlight of this week, and I think it started last week also, has just been getting back into a much more regular routine with working out and running and stuff. Um, I'm very fortunate that my dad got some adjustable dumbbells for our, like, he's like trying to set up a little baby home gym because, I mean... He doesn't feel comfortable. We haven't gone to, a, like, none of none, no one in our family has been going to gyms for, like, whatever, since the pandemic really started mm-hmm. in March. Um, so he bought some new stuff on Black Friday, which has been really fun to use. And I've just been running more. I went on, like, I think it was, like, a six and a half mile run this morning. And I haven't done that in a little while. So that mm-hmm. felt great. And, yeah, it feels oh, good to have, like, exciting. a, it's, I think it's easier to have certain routines when you're at home. Um, yeah,
1: I think it's because like you need to fill up your day with something because we have no social lives, you yes. know, the endorphins I make just, a huge I difference. I told myself I'd exercise and that I haven't been. Maybe it's- once I finish Grey's Anatomy, I will <laughs> go back to actually doing things with my time. Now I'm at the point where I'm just trying to finish it. But
0: here's the thing with you and Grey's Anatomy—you watch it so many times that I think you could just restart yes. it at any point, and then I think you're just in the delaying the inevitable, like it.
1: No, no, no. I'm on the last season now. I'm like, is almost it almost done? Is that show ending? So there's, I don't know. There's a season that's happening right now live, but I'm on the last like season that's on Netflix, and so once okay. I'm done, I'll feel so accomplished. I that show lost me
0: after after Derek died. I was like yeah but what, what is happening
1: everyone oh, this is-, is a random side note but related to what you were just saying yes. I remember telling you about this but I was watching Grey's Anatomy right before an exam that I was supposed to take like a week or two oh ago. maybe like three <laughs> weeks ago because it was at school and like I basically I don't this like so to study funny. right up until exams I always need to like relax like watch tv beforehand so I was watching Grey's Anatomy because that is my show of choice for the past semester and Just literally two minutes before my exam started, Derek Shepard dies. (laughs) Like he just (laughs) dies. Like or he gets into the car accident, something happened and I was fully in tears as I hit start quiz for like a full midterm, like a neuroscience exam. And I was was wiping away tears as I was scrolling (laughs) through the questions and I was like, not okay. So that was just a random story that I thought I would share. And I don't even care that that's a spoiler because this episode is like six seasons old. That's like five years ago. I think that's okay. Yeah, that is, that was so funny when you texted me that. I was traumatized. I was not okay. (laughs) Yeah. But But I did do okay on the exam. I'm proud of you. It's fine. Shonda Rhimes is trying to ruin my life yeah
0: it'd be like that um
1: that's okay shall we move into the actual
0: yes yes let let Uh, let us do that
1: yeah so I think so this week we're gonna do things a little bit differently same vibes but a little differently so basically so Aditi and I were talking and we realized that we were both basically just having all these like mini existential crises from being home, <laughs> yeah. as one does. Yeah. Um, just, you know, like, again, like we have no social lives. So there's nothing to do but sit here and think. And so one thing I've been thinking about a lot, I think even before I got home, it's just like, you know, those Disney movies or like Groundhog Day type movies where the person wakes up and you have to repeat the same day over and over again until you get it right. Mm. So I keep having those kinds of dreams or like daydreams and just general thoughts, but like for all of college, Mm. like starting with freshman orientation in terms of like this need or like desire to go back and do it all over again and like do it right with all this hindsight that I have. And so these general thoughts, I guess, brought me to this question of like that I was curious, like what Sudithi had to say and like what our listeners might have to say. It's like if you could redo college or another particularly eventful few years of your life, would you do it? Like, would you take that opportunity? Yeah. And I feel like I have a lot of thoughts on this, but I also wanted to hear what you had to say first, Suthi. Mm. Okay. I, yes, I
0: like like this question a lot. I, it also really resonates with me because I've definitely also had these thoughts. They, they like come in waves, but I, there's like definitely identifiable periods where I'm like, I am sad and I wish that I had done things differently because maybe then I wouldn't be sad right now. Sad being a very loose term. Um, But even now I can't say that like, I don't think anyone who's 21 can be like, I am totally settled and everything is great in my life Mm -hmm. and I have a plan ahead and like, I am a settled human being that is just like really not the nature of being like a 21 year old, a senior in college but things like, even though life is pretty stable, it's also not stable. And sometimes I do. Sometimes I get frustrated with like my past self. and like, I could have made this situation easier for myself if I'd made different choices. X amount of time ago, even like, mm. even this, like, even like this past semester, when there were certain times where I was like, actually I don't want to do work on this thing that I need to have that's like a deadline in like three months some application or something I actually just like feel like I want to go socialize because I haven't socialized in six months or something like I don't know I have those thoughts a lot but I think that at the end of the day particularly given how my like freshman and sophomore year of college went which were like tumultuous to say the very least Mm -hmm. um, I, I went into college thinking that I knew what it felt like to be sad and to have failed at things and to feel low. And then, but then I realized coming into college that A, I had no idea what that really felt like and B, that I re- and now coming out on the other end of it, I'm like, I really needed to understand what it feels like to feel like the lowest of low. It's not, I would like to put out the caveat that I'm not trying to create these situations but my thought is just like if xyz choices happen and xyz things happen some of which are in my control and some of which are not in my control and then I end up in these situations that are just like super tough super painful and take a ton of work and grit to get out of I am like I have I don't really experience a lot of regret for feeling that pain because Mm -hmm. i don't know i think my general philosophy in life i think is that i want to go through life and experience the entire breadth of the human experience you know what i mean like there is like there are like Obviously, emotions aren't like a discrete thing. They're not a quantifiable thing. You're not like happy or sad or excited or whatever. But there is like a breadth of things you can feel and a breadth of things that you can experience. And to me, this is like very existential. But the to me, the entire point of being a human on this earth is to mm-hmm. experience as much as possible and like absorb the world and what it has to offer as much as possible whether that be good or that be bad because you will be your life will be richer and you will be a t- a stronger person for it and then i think that at the end of the day you can say like yeah i have like i have done it all i mean i have done everything that i could have possibly done to make my life be a rich, fulfilling experience. And that's the same way, like, like, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to elaborate this on on this better. I, guess I have
1: like a small follow up question? Yes. Like, would you say that there is like some inherent value in every single experience of our lives? Yes. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Cause I think that's something I've been thinking about. It's like, You know this, like, general saying that, like, everything happens for a reason? Yeah. And that's what you were saying reminded me of? Yeah, basically. I think I very, very much believe in that, but I think I say that to myself as a comforting thing, as, like, a a way of comforting Mm. myself in terms of, like, looking back on the negative things or, like, the traumas or, like, the hardships and saying, you know what, this happened for a reason, like, finding the good in the bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. I and so I think it's like interesting to look forward. I feel like you're also looking forward in terms of like I want to have all these experiences because they're all going to have some meaning behind them and I think like that's really interesting to me because I feel like I never thought about it that way
0: I think like yeah I it's not that I like I don't know I like two examples that come to mind mm-hmm. um Like, I think two things that I have, like, that I have seen people around me experience and that I have personally experienced in the past couple of years is, like, A, first of all, the loss of a loved one. I think that there Mm. is, like, nothing that prepares you for that kind of pain and, like, grief and, like, how that sticks with you. Like, that is, like, something that you are never prepared for. But I would not go back in time and be like, I don't want to experience this pain now. I think that it is something that you are bound to feel at some point in time anyway. Mm-hmm. And like all the ripple effects of that, like that is bound to happen to you at some point. I am glad that I I am glad that I am going, th- that I have gone through some of these, some difficult things like the loss of a loved one or the loss of certain relationships and blah, blah, blah at an early age. Because I think the, this is a time when I think you are, resilient enough to handle those difficult things but then also like adaptable enough that you can like adapt the way that you live and see the world and carry yourself um in response to those things and in Mm -hmm. like and in preparation of the fact that like maybe things like that could happen again and like I think knowing that you're going to be okay Like, going through hell and knowing that you're going to be okay at the end of it, I think I would not not go through these things again because I think knowing that is a very powerful thing. Um, Yeah. Like, I I think
1: that makes a lot of sense.
0: What do you think? Do you... I feel like you have different thoughts on this.
1: Yeah. I guess, like, no, like, as you're explaining it, it's all making more sense to Mm -hmm. me in terms of, like, these ideas of, like, regret versus, like, wishful thinking versus, like, hindsight. Yeah. And, like, mm, I think it's very important first for me to preface, like, nothing I say means that I'm not grateful and, like, happy with what I do have now. I think it's just this, like, really, like, this big feeling in my gut that I just, like, wish I could have done more in these four years specifically. Okay. And I think it's just this concept of, like, you know, everyone says, like, college is, like, you know, the most... some. Potentially the most defining part, like four years of your life, right? Like mm. the ages of 18 to 21, 22 are objectively really important years in your life. Yeah. And I feel like, yes, I have grown a lot over these years, but I also feel like I could have done so much more.
0: Do you mean in terms I'm of like, like, done so much more in terms of your personal mm-hmm. growth or done, done so much more in terms of like how much you academically or like professionally accomplished?
1: The second one. Okay. And I think it's like, I feel like all of college for me up until maybe now, I've had this like trade-off between my personal growth and then like my career and academic growth because I was struggling so much mentally, you know? Like starting off freshman year, like freshman, sophomore, junior year, I was just dealing with a lot of external issues in my life. And then on top of that, like just mental health issues, like I've talked about before, like the depression, like anxiety. And like for me, that was crippling, you know, Mm -hmm. to the point where I genuinely like couldn't get through my days you know yeah like I couldn't function academically I couldn't function Mm -hmm. um in order to focus on those things and so in my mind the only way for me to like really get myself together was to kind of push aside the academics and just focus on like getting better and like becoming like a strong person again and I think where all of these thoughts are coming from is, like, now I feel so much better. Like, for the past year, I've been doing so much better. I've learned to cope with all of it. Um, And I'm objectively, (laughs) mentally, much more mentally stable than I was, like, two years ago. Not to say that I was ever unstable. I just was struggling. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think now that I, like, kind of have this very, much more, a lot more clarity into what I'm doing, what I want with my future, and, like, the hindsight from what I've done in the past, it's hard to remember how, like, how bad of a place I was in back then and not not think to myself like okay but like no like if I had done this differently like I objectively would have done better in this class and I wouldn't have this grade on my transcript and like all those like what if questions sure and so I think that's where all of this comes from but at the same time like Things like mental health and mental illness, like, you can't control those, right? No. Like, I think there are certain negative experiences in your life, like the loss of a loved one, like, where, yes, like, you cannot control that. Yeah. That's going to happen. And, like, that will happen to everyone at some point in their lives, right? Yeah. But things like mental health will not happen to everyone. And so it's not, I wouldn't call that, like, a necessary life experience. It's objectively a very, it's an experience that you grow from a lot and you learn from a lot, but it doesn't have to happen to everyone. But for some people, it's unavoidable. And so I think I want to think that it was unavoidable for me, but it's really hard not to think like, okay, what if I had done these three things differently? Like maybe I wouldn't have been depressed. Maybe I wouldn't have had anxiety. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yes. I. But I also feel like that's not realistic or logical thinking.
0: Yeah, I think two thoughts. I think that it is so hard to like, at least from my understanding of mental health, from like a mm-hmm. neuroscientific perspective, I don't think that it is possible really unless it's like a traumatic event that sparked these mm-hmm. mental health issues to like pinpoint to a certain thing and be like this if I had done this differently this would have prevented yeah. my my illness but I also think that I mean obviously you cannot undo the past and obviously mm-hmm. it is always going to be the case that like in the future like let's say in your professional life for example there will be certain things in your control and not in your control and you will have a certain limit to your capacity but I think that there are uh, when did I feel this way in particular? There are certain situations in my life where I'm like I have done everything that I can. This is my best, mm-hmm.
1: and
0: beyond this, a lot could happen. This is out of my hands now, and like it i have I have absolutely no idea how people or the world are going to react to this, but I know that if I look back on this in X amount of time, I will have known that like I could not have put any more effort into this. And so therefore I am satisfied with myself and that can mean different things to different people. But I think that yeah. that approach of like, like defining for yourself what your best looks like and showing yourself compassion in that definition. Um, and then if, and then beyond that, accepting the fact that like, okay, I've put my best out there. This is what is in my control is to give my best in these things to the world. And then if that works out favorably, great. If it doesn't work out favorably, okay, that is a part of life. Um, because, it is, it is easy to sit back and be like, well, if I hadn't gone out this one time or if I hadn't made this one decision or if I hadn't procrastinated on this, then I would have gotten an A on the midterm and, blah, 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 and mm-hmm. like everything would have been great. It's so
1: easy to create that spiral.
0: Yes, it is but so no easy point to. there's it. No, there isn't any point to it, but because like you don't know that, that, that that's what, have, what would have made a difference. You could have put wow. all that time into studying and it still wouldn't have made a difference. And so moving forward, I think that, to eliminate the spiral that is what has worked for me in terms of just like how I approach yeah
1: I think like what's been helping me like stop going into that spiral is also first of all like I think the same idea It's like, even if I had, like, for I think the biggest thing that I'm thinking about right now, like, that's very, that's more tangible, is, like, my major. Like, Mm -hmm. if I could do college again, like, I think I want to do a different major. But at the same time, like, what's the guarantee that I would have done well in that or enjoyed it, right? Like, I don't know that. Yeah. I just know that maybe I chose the wrong one. Mm -hmm. But there's no guarantee that anything else would have been right for me. And that's okay. And I think the other aspect of it that's been helping me not spiral, (laughs) like, go into this whole, like, what if thing is this concept of, like, I am so grateful for, like, what I have now, right? Mm -hmm. I have really great relationships. I have objectively become much stronger, like, personally in terms of, like, that development and all these things. And, like, even now, like, if I'm feeling anxiety, I know how to control it because I didn't know in the beginning and I had to figure it out for myself, right? Mm -hmm. All the little things. And so it's, like, even if I redid college and made all these different decisions, there's maybe I wouldn't have all the, like, amazing things that I do now. And so I think for me it's just focusing on, like, okay, but regardless of the things that went wrong, a lot turned out right.
0: Yeah, I agree with I that. I think that
1: mindset is helping.
0: Yeah, I yeah. think gratitude... I was like
1: curious about like if anyone else, I think like in terms of like listeners also, like if anyone else has these thoughts mm-hmm. and is like, what would you do? Like, would you redo college? And like, why, why not? I'm like very curious.
0: Yeah, I think my final parting thought is practicing gratitude regularly is mm-hmm. so helpful. I listened to a really interesting episode of radio. I think it was... Hidden brain um, about how like like it's so interesting to think about gratitude and the concept of Thanksgiving. Right. Because like at least something that my family mm-hmm. was like, all right, let's talk about some things that we're grateful for. But I think it's not the the importance of regular gratitude practice is so underrated. Um, this whole episode talked about how gratitude can make you I don't know, feel more motivated and have more grit and stuff, because I can't exactly remember it. And I will link this episode and like share it with people. They were talking about how there are certain times when like just grit and trying to like muscle through something fails. And in those situations, gratitude can really help. And now I don't want to misquote the episode. So I'm just going to share it with people. I think you should listen to it if you're
1: I curious. feel like when I think about that concept, I feel like that makes sense because, like, if you're just working, 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 but you have no, like, strong foundation to stand on, it makes sense that you're more likely to fail. Mm-hmm. But I feel like gratitude and, like, understanding of, like, all the things that you do have gives you a more strong – like, a stronger foundation to build off of. Yeah. I don't know if that's what they talked about in the episode, but I feel like that makes sense in my head. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I don't, rem- yeah. I don't remember entirely. I wish I did. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, like, p- parting thought on this is – Perhaps, if you if you do find yourself stuck in this spiral, um, beyond everything else that we talked about, a regular practice of like
1: mm-hmm.
0: like a gratitude practice, whatever that looks like for you. We talked about religion last episode. Like for me, that means mm-hmm. like like talking like like when we do like prayer before dinner, thinking about things that I am grateful for. Um, so whatever that looks like for you. Do you use your gratitude journal? I do use it, um, and I yeah, regular. It has really helped me. In terms Mm -hmm. of like, like if you're just having a crappy day, it makes a big difference. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think like the act of sitting down and forcing yourself to write down things that you're grateful for, like makes it more of a conscious activity rather than like a passing thing. So that could be very helpful, I think, for a lot of people, too.
0: Yeah. It's also nice to read back on those things like if you're having like a particularly sad day you can there's Mm -hmm. like it's like pages and pages of things that you can read through you're like there are all of these things that i have ever felt gratitude for in the past like that is so much this notebook is full of things you know it can really make a difference yeah yeah Shall Um, we move on to the next question
1: yeah, so this one came more from so the, these yes. existential crises from being home. So, do you want to explain <laughs> yeah. your thoughts? Yeah. Um yes. On,
0: so, in my brain, I have been thinking about something pretty different. So, I think in the past, like in in college, my college self has approached new relationships in my life um as these kinds of like relationships with my peers as these kinds of like indefinite commitments i feel like i'm the kind of person who right now enjoys having a few people in my life who i have really who i'm really close to um like friends from college or people from college and it's like a choice for me it was a choice for me to invest in those people um like i for the long haul i will say in air quotes but like whatever that really looks like um but I'm also a senior in college. I am also a senior in college in a pandemic. And like, I don't know where I'm going to be in the world next year. I don't really know what the world is going to look like next year. And I've been thinking about how to approach getting closer to new people at this point in time when, because of the weird circumstances of the world and because of like what stage of life I am in, I don't know if these people are going to be around for that long. Um, because i don't know our paths have crossed because we're in these situations together so i have two questions my first question is is it wrong like morally to and like to approach a new relationship with this back of the mind thought that like this definitely has an expiration date like, because I, on my end, I genuinely don't think that it's a relationship that's, like, really going to last, like, as indefinitely. So, like, is it wrong to, like, in terms of, like, the emotional well-being of the other person? Is it a wrong thing for me to do this? And then also on my end, is it worth it for me to invest my time into this potentially temporary mm-hmm. relationship? I have no idea. It's, like, a weird concept.
1: <laughs> yeah. I like these questions, but first, okay, clarification question. I'm assuming you mean like both platonic and or like romantic. Yes. Relationships. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I guess like my initial thoughts based on like your explanation and like the questions themselves. I my gut reaction says like there's nothing wrong with going into a relationship, expecting it to be temporary or like to have an expiration date, with the caveat that like. I would say that it's wrong if the other person is not on the same page. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, and I think like with platonic relationships, that might not matter as much because I feel like it does generally take a while to get really close in like a platonic setting. Mm -hmm. But for romantic relationships, I always think it's really, I think it's wrong to never to not be on the same page as someone and know that. If you don't realize that that's not your fault, that's different. Mm. But if you're going in without, like, and you're kind of taking it casually or you don't think it's going to last very long and you want something temporary, I really, really do think that the other person needs to be in the loop with that so mm. that they are not expecting something long-term or serious Just, while you're not. Because mm. I think that's unfair to them.
0: Yeah. I think that's very fair.
1: Yeah. It's like a difficult thing to say like, to another person, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. I think, like, there comes – I feel like every relationship obviously functions differently and, like, different relationships may, like, progress at different speeds. Yes. So I feel like – I feel like internally you will know when you're at the point in the relationship where, like, that conversation's worth having or, like, maybe that person starts, like, talking about, like, oh, yeah, like, next year we're going to do this. Like, those are (laughs) signs, you know? There are signs that they'll give off that make it seem like they're thinking long-term while you're not. Yeah. You know, so I feel like once they show those indications, then it's important to have the conversation. But I feel like if there's no reason to yet, then there's no reason to. Right.
0: That's that's my thought. It's like it's like what if what if all you can suss out is that both parties are like this fun right now. You're a fun person right now who's in my life. But neither party seems to be like, hmm, like, Mm -hmm. you know, forever and ever, yada, yada, yada. Like. i don't know i've because i think that in the past i've i've been in these like not that all my relationships have felt super serious but they feel like there's like emotional investment in these relationships to Mm -hmm. the point where like having those kinds of conversations is not that weird um yeah but this is a different dynamic
1: so i feel like if the dynamic between you and the person makes it feel like there's nothing that serious there then like there's no need to have the conversation it's probably true that you're on the same page with that Mm. and like that's fine that's easy but like i i genuinely like you know like that general meme i don't know i don't know if meme is the right word but Mm -hmm. like that like trope of like men being like super flaky and like not (laughs) defining anything and the woman having to be like what are we yeah that's like yes (laughs) so i feel like yeah, like that's like a very like stereotypical like trope i guess yeah but, like that happens you know like eventually yeah. if someone feels like they don't know what's going on they'll ask i would hope
0: yeah i think that's also what's what can feel like because it, it, society has placed this burden on women through these through tropes like this one to be the ones who are like to be the ones in relationships. Now we're talking strictly about romantic relationships, let's say in like heterosexual romantic relationships that women have to be the people who are like on top of their game emotionally Mm -hmm. and have to be like have to just know exactly what they want all the time. And I feel like I'm at a point in my life where like, let's say I found myself in that situation. I don't really know what I want.
1: And you feel like it's okay. As long as you're acknowledging that. And being open okay. about it. Like, I think if you don't know where... I think the bottom line is don't lead people on. Like, don't make people think that you're thinking something that you're not. Okay. Right. You know what I mean? But right. as long as you're being open and transparent and honest about things, like, there's very little that you can do that's morally wrong as long as you're being honest with someone, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think that it's also... I think again because of what I was previously saying of like women are expected to be these like really like emotional people. I think not apathy is the wrong word, but a lack of like mm-hmm. deep emotional investment feels very mm-hmm. weird. It feels like if feel, like yeah, the, that's like relating more to my second question. I'm like, yeah, it's not that I dislike it. Like it is nice to sometimes not care about things as much. You know, like caring is exhausting. Not caring about things is not exhausting. So it is nice sometimes to not care so much. Um, But then the other part of me is like, wait, but like if I don't really care that much, then like what's the point? Then what's the point at all? You know?
1: Yeah. But I guess like remember, like, I guess earlier when you were like introducing this question, you were talking about how like you have like these few close people who you expect to be there for the long call mm. and I think like I think that's true for me too like I have a few close good friends who are like that's it like I'm good if I have no one else you know yeah. and I think that's important to have for people like us who are more about like you know like rather than having all these numbers of friends like we want good high quality people in our lives you know yep but then like at the same time though like there are some people who you might just be like acquaintances or like side friends who it's like fun to clown with you know yeah or, like, somewhere, like, a person, like, whether it's, like, a male or a female that you want to, like, be, like, flirtatious with just to have that. Just to, like, feel something, you know? <laughs> like, whatever it is. And, like, that's okay. In my opinion, that's okay as long as, like, you're on the same page. But I think for your, like, second question about like, is it worth it? I think, do you remember, I guess, like, this is probably in our last episode. I think where we talked a lot about, like, setting boundaries. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. like I think last episode we were much more focused on setting boundaries with other people. But I feel like this is reminding me more of like setting boundaries for yourself, hmm. especially for like, I think I, like for example, I very much used to be the kind of person where like I simply could not set boundaries. I would like give my all to people expecting yes. them to do the same in return and it wouldn't happen. Yeah. Like, you know, like I'd like do all these things for a person because I thought that we were really close friends and then like, no, yeah, like, it was just on my end. Right. Yeah. And so slowly I learned not to put so much energy into people unless I knew who they were. Okay. And so I think I've gotten to this point where like I'm okay being apathetic with certain relationships and I have been for a while. Okay. And I think that's fine as long as, as long as, long again, you're being open and transparent. Like, hmm, it's fine. Yeah. And then, but at the same time, I think for a lot of people, it's really hard to separate like emotions from relationships. And in that case, I feel like I would say that it's not worth it to invest your time into temporary relationships if you don't think you can separate the emotions.
0: I think that yes i agree with all of this i have two thoughts
1: but it can be worth it
0: yes yes final thing yeah yes (laughs) i agree with that because okay my first thought is that i don't know why i forgot about this but i have in the past in terms of friendships because Mm -hmm. i have thought about this in the past because like pre-pandemic Penn is like where we go to college is like an incredibly busy high energy mm. place it was at an incredibly fast pace everyone is always running around doing different things and showing up for people and being present in their lives is a mm-hmm. difficult thing to do because there are 24 hours it's in like a something day. you
1: have to do consciously
0: yes it was a very difficult thing to do and like you can do it with some people but you can't do it with everybody it's not the same during the pandemic but back then it was and i was super aware of the fact of like I have people in my life in terms of friends who like sit in different, I guess like tears is how I kind of visualized it. Like there are certain people where I'm like, I will always show up for you. And I know that you Mm -hmm. will always show up for me. Yeah. There are other people where I'm like, I know that's, I know that like sometimes when you need me, you will reach out to me and vice versa. But this isn't like an ongoing presence in my life. Mm -hmm. Then there's like acquaintances where I'm like, if I cross paths with you in this particular physical space, we will chat. Otherwise we won't chat. And I
1: I think that's exactly how I would divide it as well. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
0: Yes. And so I think that that, and that doesn't necessarily map onto romantic relationships, but what I do think is that, because now I'm thinking about what I was talking about in the previous question of like, this Mm -hmm. sounds also very existential, but my thought about like, the, the human experience and uh, yes, experiencing experiencing different things and learning from different things I think that uh, yes. for romantic this is where
1: my head was going yes
0: mm-hmm. I think for romantic relationships it is I think it's a valuable experience to have to be in something where you're not like where you're like I enjoy your company right now mm-hmm. that's that's kind of all I'm feeling right now and in terms of like I guess like the tears of emotional investment. They're probably not somebody who's sitting at the top and they're probably not somebody who you think is ever going to sit at the top, Mm -hmm. but there's still a lot you can learn from having an experience like that with a person and they can still, Mm -hmm. it can still enrich your life in some way. And I think based on this, my answer to my own question is it's, it's fine. (laughs) Just make sure both parties are on the same page if it's a romantic relationship that Mm -hmm. is the answer to that and I think
1: I want to like I want to revise something I was saying earlier Mm -hmm. I think remember I was saying like how it might not be worth it if you're incapable of like separating the emotions I feel like I meant that more in terms of like friendships okay because I I think like if you already have like solid friends in your life and like you've already dealt with like the like you know what like what you what you want out of a friendship then like it might be more and you still can't separate the emotions and it might not be, be as worth it. But I think you're very right in terms of like the romantic stuff. Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking about like another classic movie TV trope of like, oh, like the person gets their heart broken and the mom sits there and like makes them some food. And they're like, you know, honey, like you're going to get your heart broken a million times before you find the one. <laughs> and that's OK. That's like what I was thinking of because it's yeah. like you do learn something every time yeah. and I, you learn like what you need out of a relationship, whether that is romantic or platonic. Yeah. So I guess if we're looking, if we're looking at it from this like human experience, like need to experience emotions and learn point of view, mm-hmm. it's worth it as long as everyone's on the same page. Yeah. But like, if you're content with what you have and you feel very secure in yourself, and like, in terms of, if you feel like you're at that point where like you know what you deserve and like need in your life, yeah, then like don't accept things or get into things that aren't what you need. Sure, sure, Does that sure. Make sense? Yeah, if you're yeah. if you're
0: like a, if you're like a person who is in the stage of their life where you're like I need commitment don't
1: don't do this. don't go to temporary relationships no. like, that doesn't make sense don't do I that think that's what I meant and I said it wrong the first time yeah
0: yeah yeah I fully agree with that I yes I think you have to evaluate where you're at and what you want but sometimes it's I think my answer to my my own self and to some of you who maybe <laughs> think who who see the world and relationships similarly is like sometimes it's okay not to care as much you don't always have to yeah. care and you don't always have to be the person who is doing the caring and yeah. carrying that emotional weight. Like mm-hmm. you really, only have
1: so much energy to give. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's okay not to care. I think that's a very important message to take away from this episode. Yeah. I think sometimes it's okay not to care. I'm like trying to, I'm, I'm trying to
0: learn that. So yeah. Oh,
1: I like that little lesson. Well, wow. yeah. I feel like we, we came to some powerful conclusions. Yeah, this made me feel a lot better about my existential crisis. Hopefully, I'll <laughs> yeah. stop having these nightmares and dreams. <laughs> yeah. it's concerning
0: that it's like seeping into your nightmares <laughs> or your I dreams or whatever. <laughs>
1: Maybe it was the basement. I think it was the basement effects.
0: Yeah, I think you. I'm. I'm for like you need light. Like I'm. Yeah. I'm glad I, for your yeah, sake my that room you're is out very of bright,
1: that. very yeah. sunny. I'm glad that you have emerged from the be basement. Um, yeah. I think that's everything that we have for today. Um, yeah, if any of you guys are having your own existential crises <laughs> during these pandemic holidays, let us know. Let's yes. talk. Let's, Let's talk.
0: There's so much time to talk and so much.
1: That's all we have to do right now. Mm, yep. Mm, yep, 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 yep.
0: I think that I'm going to go on my weekly boba expedition now with my little brother. Ooh, yeah. exciting. That I mean, exciting beagles. things in suburbia. That's what I'm excited about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's where the bar is um do we have anything else we want to tell the people um let us know about your existential crises send us your questions mm-hmm. follow us on social media mm-hmm. leave us a review on apple podcasts all these the are a lot of requests do whatever you want but we would appreciate it
0: yeah stay
1: safe out that's there all. cases
0: are really rising please be safe That's true. and Good points. don't yeah things are things i think are gonna take a turn for the better soon but in the interim and please be safe um yeah have a nice thanks for listening. weekend everybody well weekend now it's friday today so
1: you'll listen to this on monday hopefully yeah have a good but week it's then. friday now yeah
0: whenever you listen have a good this. whatever it is yep exactly all right bye
1: <laughs> bye Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Silent Lotus. Stay in touch with us on Instagram or Twitter at Silent Lotus Pod, and submit your questions on our website at SilentLotusPod.com. Your question might be featured in a future episode.
0: We'd also love to see you leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and perhaps share this episode with a friend. Thanks, and see you next week.